This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If you'd like some more information about what you're about to hear today during the show, please give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at www.wellingtonadams.com. And if you're at our website, please click on the radio page. You can check out past shows as well as subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today's episode, we're gonna look at some of the changes to the rules for retirement accounts. Um, These changes are included in the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, or more commonly referred to as the SECURE Act that was signed into law by President Trump um, to keep the government from shutting down at the end of 2019, Congress enacted a $1.4 trillion spending bill. And inside of this huge piece of legislation is the SECURE Act, um, which is gonna include some significant changes to retirement accounts. But before we get into this important piece of legislation, I'd like to welcome to our show the infamous Tony Shore. <laughs> oh, you got that right. Infamous is right. But I I have to laugh when you said the name of this uh, act that was passed. <laughs> right. It's like uh, Congress uh, twisted themselves up into knots trying to come up with an acronym, setting every community up for retirement enhancement Enhancement act. Right. So it would spell out secure. Where, where's, where's That's the, what our government is spending its time doing. I like it. I want to know Think where tank. the F is for setting up. Yeah, you know, it's four. They didn't put in the the initial F for the for the word four. It just has setting every community up retirement enhancement act. Yeah, so, yeah. The yeah. F didn't make it in there because it didn't work. Right? Would have been so. secure act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm doing great. Uh, I've had a great uh, week, uh, just been keeping busy. How are you guys doing? I imagine you've been meeting with a lot of clients and uh, prospects, right? Yeah, we've been talking you know, a lot about, we've actually done a couple of uh, educational events for our existing clients already, talking about the SECURE Act uh, changes. Obviously, they're very important, um, but we wanted to also just do a show for our listeners to... Um, if they haven't already heard about it, get a little bit more information about it. Yeah, I think that's good. And so basically there are going to be a lot of changes or there are a lot of changes that have taken effect for our IRAs. Uh, And that feels like a topic that could impact a lot of people out there. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. And in fact, there are several different changes. Um, We have you know, a few different resources today, including the act itself from the House Ways and Means Committee. Um, the document's going to highlight some of the changes that impact how individual retirement accounts are used. 
Well, yeah, and I know there's a lot to cover here, but what do you think, Baron, are the most important items in this new law that we should know about? Well, the first thing I want to talk about, one of the bigger changes that's going to impact a lot of people is in the change, uh, the age that they're going to need to start taking required minimum distributions. Um, as an acknowledgement that people are living longer and working longer, the SECURE Act has now raised the age for beginning required minimum distributions from 70 and a half to age 72. Um, you know, while this isn't really a huge delay, it just removes the half year confusion uh, in the first place. I'm not really <laughs> sure why the IRS made it 70 and a half. I go. think it was just because it was, you know, part of the federal government, make it confusing. Sure. But, um, you know, it's going to remove that confusion and it also is going to expand the time for planning. Um, IRA owners who are going to be, I mean, who will be 70 and a half in 2020 will not be required to take their first distribution in 2020 now that the deadline has been extended to age 72. So people who turn 70 and a half by December 31st, 2019, those people, they must still follow the pre-secure act RMD rules. So, um, and also, I mean, their first RMD can still be delayed until April 1st of the year after the account um, owner reaches age 72, but now it gives us a little bit more time to do some planning. Um, another thing that I think is gonna in fact, excuse me, impact some fewer people, but it's gonna have a greater effect on those that it does impact is the changes to how IRAs are treated after the account holder dies. Under the old rules, many individuals were able to use IRAs as part of their estate planning. Um, they were able to be able to bequeath their IRA to heirs like grandchildren. Um, uh, and you could even actually pass it on to generation after generation. It was called the stretch IRA, which was going to be able to provide a lot of potential tax benefits to those heirs. Um, using that concept, a beneficiary could stretch out their RMDs based on their own life expectancy. So the younger the beneficiary was, the less that person needed to withdraw which potentially both reduced the beneficiary's tax liability and it also allowed the money to sit and grow longer in a tax-deferred IRA account. Um, so, but those rules have, have kind of changed and we're gonna talk a little bit more about them. So are these stretch IRAs uh, that you're talking about here, uh, were they a popular estate planning tool? Yeah, yeah, they were, Tony. And I think in addition to just kind of elaborating a little bit on the stretch IRAs, we might have to explain to some of the listeners what the term bequeath means, since this is no longer the <laughs> 1500s. <laughs> that that yes. means you gifting them or leaving them to your beneficiaries, for those of you who didn't catch that earlier. Yeah. 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 I, you know, as Baron was talking about, you know, this is one of the things I think that was quite unfortunate. You know, sometimes things just kind of get slid into the uh, tax rules legislation. And this is a big planning tool. It's something that we talked to the clients quite a bit about. It doesn't apply to everybody, but for those who were aware, it was a big financial planning tool. Um, a lot of people weren't aware out there of what was going on and the ability to stretch those IRAs out over a lifetime for the beneficiaries. Even in our own professional field, we saw that quite a bit. People weren't familiar with them or weren't using those in their planning process. Um, but it was something that came up and got the attention of Congress back during the 2012 presidential election. Apparently, during some of that informational kind of uh, due diligence period, everybody's kind of doing some uh, digging on the other candidates. 
during some of the financial disclosures, it was uh, became aware that Mitt Romney had an IRA that was worth over a hundred million dollars. Oh. So of course that prompted In an IRA, some questions. Wow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Obviously, doing quite a bit of financial planning there with his uh, planners <laughs> yeah. and tax accountants to be yeah. able to make that happen. But that, you know, of course, prompted some questions, prompted some mudslinging. Uh, and then Congress started investigating a little bit about the rules about IRAs and stretch IRAs so that, you know, bigger lump sums like that wouldn't be able to be stretched out over such a long period of time and distributions not taking and continuing the benefits of the compounding of interest, whether it's tax deferred with the IRAs or tax free with the Roth. So, you know, again, kind of a unfortunate thing that kind of snuck under the radar. But, yeah, something that really applies to a lot or impact a lot of the listeners out there. Well, sure. Yeah. The ability to stretch your IRA across generations uh, for your kids and your grandkids, uh, kind of making that a lot harder. So what are some of the other things that the SECURE Act changes? Well, you know, with the IRA distributions, and we're kind of just kind of uh, generically said that it eliminates the stretch IRA. What it does, you know, is the stretch IRA took gave you the ability, as Baron kind of said, for the beneficiaries to receive an IRA and take a minimum benefit that was able to be stretched out over their lifetime. With the new rules of the Secure Act, what they did is change that and said that it has to be fully distributed within 10 years. Oh. So you can take nothing for nine and a half years and take it all out the very end of the nine and a half, 10 year period, but it all has to be distributed over 10 years. And that kind of does a twofold kind of tax impact, right? It gives the government more revenue faster, you know, rather than it being stretched out over a longer extended period of time. And then potentially at a higher rate, you know, if you're being forced to take it out, especially for younger individuals who might be working or in peak earning career timeframes, if they're taking out required distributions on top of that or money from IRA accounts on top of that, especially for those that have received more or have uh, fewer beneficiaries, you know, that could have a bigger impact on the tax uh, that they're paying. Know, a little bit short-sighted, of course, on the government side of saying, well, let's generate tax revenue by kind of stripping away one of the good planning tools that we have out there. But you know, that often happens uh, when they give you a positive, they take away something on the flip side. And that's a little bit of what we're talking about here today with some of the pros and cons that did happen. And on the flip side, CNBC was doing a little bit forward-looking, had some insight in an article last year that was online that was called Five Tips for Advisors to consider before stretcher IRAs dies out. And it kind of highlighted one of the new parts of the SECURE Act, which allowed small businesses to work together to sponsor retirement plans for their employees through what's called uh, a multiple employer plan or MEP. Yeah. Hey, the, hey, the, hey, the hey, Tony, I just want to interject for one second also on, on something that Simon was touching base on that 10 year um, new rule now. Because it's going to make a big difference as far as Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs. I mean, with a traditional IRA, you know, you, you have to pay the tax on that once the monies are being taken out. But with a Roth IRA, it grows tax-free to the beneficiary. Now, the beneficiary still has to take those requirement distributions out, um, but they were tax-free. So it's going to require a little bit more planning now over that 10-year period of time for that traditional IRA, you know, depending upon how much income you have each year, is going to dictate maybe how much you can withdraw out of that. Maybe if you're not close to going over a, a, um, an extra higher tax bracket, you pull a little bit more out from that IRA that year and the year that you're gonna be over the, put you over that uh, tax bracket, you might wanna pull a little bit less. However, for the Roth IRA, I tell you know clients to tell their beneficiaries, you know if they're not in needing that, that um, uh, 
that, that distribution, if they don't need those funds right ne- right now, that they want to wait until you know the 351st day of the ninth year to to pull that um, uh, money out of the IRA because it's tax free. So it's not going to you know it's not going to uh, affect them as far as their taxes are concerned. So you want to try to get as much growth and let that compound over that 10 year period of time when you're talking about Roth IRA distributions. So that's just yeah. a point that I want to make. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, Baron, what about these multiple employer plans? I must admit, I, I don't know a lot about them. Uh, tell us more. Well, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people don't really know a lot about them, Tony. I mean, let's define first what exactly a multiple employer plan is. According to Investopedia.com, they're retirement savings plans that are adopted by two or more employers that are unrelated for tax purposes. So the IRS and the U.S. Department of Labor determine if employers are unrelated. So a MEP, we'll just use that as the uh, symbol for the multiple employer plan. A MEP can either be defined, excuse me, can either be a defined contribution retirement plan like a 401k or it could even be a defined benefit pension plan. The MEPs are run by a MEP sponsor, and in most cases, the sponsor has a fiduciary liability for the plan and carries out all those administrative duties. Uh, you used the F word there, fiduciary. <laughs> and uh, this is probably now, a good Tony. point. <laughs> Let's remind uh, our listeners, what is a fiduciary? Well, a fiduciary basically is going to act on behalf of others in their best interests. Uh, in this case, the MEP sponsor performs the fiduciary duty for those that join the multiple employer plan. Those companies that join the plan are known as adopting employers. The MEP sponsor owns the duties of you know, good faith and trust to the adopting employers of the MEP. Also, another point that I wanted to bring out as far as the SECURE Act was concerned it's going to now also require employers to permit long-term part-time workers to participate in 401k plans. You know, I think that's actually pretty significant. Employees, um, they have to have worked at least 1,000 hours within that one year or 500 hours in each of three consecutive years to be eligible. Um, the employers, however, are not required to match those contributions, though. But I still think that that's going to be a, a significant benefit for those, especially maybe for some um, retirees who want to work part time for, you know, because they just don't they want to keep busy. So they're sure. going to still be able to participate in that 401k plan now, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. And that does sound like a good thing. But uh, Simon, how do you think this is all going to impact small businesses? Is it going to be a positive change then? Well, you know, it's positive or negative kind of depends on your point of view. You'd have to kind of lean toward it being a little bit more of a positive thing that gives any business uh, flexibility in starting a plan. The Secure Up opens up maps for more employers at this point in time than were able to participate before. Currently, these types of plans require that the businesses share a common economic or uh, uh, representational interest. Obviously, that type of restriction might uh, hold back the amount that would be fully uh, available, you know, companies that would be able to take care of it. But this is an area where the SECURE Act has been a bit helpful. Well, you know what? That makes sense. Now, our time is just about up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything else you want to share, Simon, before we take a quick break? Well, we just want to thank the listeners for tuning in today. Uh, if they want to find out more about us, they can visit us on our website at wellingtonadams.com or give our office a call at 855-793-2409. 
And for the listeners tuning in today, we just want to mention to them that we'll be talking about quite a few things that are changing here with the SECURE Act and how that might impact the retirees uh, that are listening or those approaching retirement. So for those listeners that want to give us a call or reach out to us online, we will do an analysis for them of a couple points of the SECURE Act and how that will impact them in their retirement the adjustments of the required distribution age. We've got a great tool that analyzes stretch IRAs and the differences that the uh, impacts might have there and some other financial tips to implement personally to them. All right. That sounds great. And what's that phone number that they can call to reach you? Again, that's 855-793-2409. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Free Radio and our hosts, Simon Hilliard and Baron Fitzgerald. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Wellington Adams Investment Advisory at 855-793-2409 or visit wellingtonadams.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back everyone to Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Again, if you'd like more information about what you're hearing today on the show, please give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. Also, if you're at the website, click on the radio page and you'll be able to check out past shows as well as subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today's episode, we're looking at some of the changes to the rules for retirement accounts included in the SECURE Act that was signed into law by President Trump in December of 2019. In the first segment, we touched on how stretch IRAs are impacted And just before the break, we were getting to some of the details of how multiple employer plans may change. You know, before we get into that, Tony, I do want to make another mention about the stretch IRAs that we, a lot of times I've I've had questions from clients about how the stretch IRA, well, does that mean my spouse, you know, she has to take the monies now over a 10 year period of time. Um, So I want to just reiterate there are a couple of uh, exceptions to the 10 year rule. One of them is the surviving spouse. So nothing changes as far as the surviving spouse is concerned. She will just inherit the account and assume under her name and continue to take those distributions based on her life expectancy. Um, A non-spouse beneficiary, not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner is also allowed to have the old rules apply. So for example, if you um, we're leaving your IRA to your brother who was only four years younger than you. Um, the old rules would apply. The new rules do not apply. And then there's a couple of other ones where disabled, chronically ill beneficiaries um, or also children under the uh, until they reach the age of maturity. So again, I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood, especially for the spouse, that that will not impact spouses. Well, and that's an important clarification. I'm glad you brought that up, Baron. And I must admit, I also learned something about MEP sponsors or MEPs for the first time and adopting employers as well for that. So uh, I hope uh, our listeners, uh, their financial vocabulary is expanding along with mine as uh, you guys talk to us about this. But um, how will the SECURE Act uh, impact these types of plans? Well, that's a good question, Tony. You know, as we were wrapping up this segment, I mentioned one of the uh, downsides of the, you know, the MEPs obviously are a great opportunity for small businesses to kind of share 
uh, the resources and expenses of some of these plans. But one of the downsides coming into this was that they had to share a common economic or representational interest. So that limited the types of businesses that could get involved together. And according to MassMutual.com, what this, the article, what the SECURE Act could mean for businesses, the SECURE Act will now allow more types of businesses to work together in these maps. So big uh, impact there potentially for some of the small businesses and how they can kind of connect. Uh, the other thing worth noting is that they will give more, you know, in addition to giving more flexibility in who they partner with, they may be, you know, they'll be able to take advantage of the lower costs, you know, sharing those costs, less red tape. And that's one of the additional benefits that Congress came across and said that they'd like to make the plans easier for them to administer as well. The SECURE Act directed the Department of Labor to simplify the reporting rules for MEPS for plans that have less than a thousand employees, with just one caveat that each of the companies participating had to have a hundred or less uh, employees in the plan. So for some of those smaller businesses, they want to help reduce some of that red tape, some of those costs. And they also came along and added an incentive as well. There used to be an incentive that was $500 for small businesses starting retirement plans. They've increased that to $5,000. So that could absorb oh, all wow. or more of those costs. Yeah. Big, wow. Big well, difference that helps there. at least. Yeah. I think that's for three years too, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Additionally, that's $5,000 each year for three years. Yep. I think. Wow. So uh, moving on, are there any other changes to our IRAs that the SECURE Act is going to uh, include? Well, funny that you should ask, Tony, because yes, there are. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be still on the radio show doing this, right? Uh, yeah, no, actually, there are some actually some of the important changes. Um, one that I wanted to touch base on is the age limit is now eliminated for traditional IRA contributions. Previously, if you were 70 and a half or older and still working, you were actually not allowed to contribute to your IRA anymore. So what's happened now with the new SECURE Act, it's kind of, well, it's repealed that. Now you can be of any age, you can be whatever. Let's just give an example. If you're 75 years old and you're still working, you can now still contribute to your um, traditional IRA, which again is a really good thing. A lot of people, they're, they're, they're living longer, they're working longer. They don't necessarily you know, want to not be able to contribute to that IRA. So now with the new SECURE Act, you're going to be able to do that. Well, those seem like beneficial changes, right, Simon? Yeah, they are. You know, as we mentioned, anytime you're passing legislation, they'll throw in a bunch of good things before they take away something on the back end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was a good one. Uh, you know, when we touched on kind of those things and things to be aware of, you know, we pointed out earlier that they took away the stretch IRA, and that's where you just want to have the ability to kind of step back, revisit your plan, um, you know, take a look at what options are available to you. There was a recent Barron's article, and we always like to quote the Barron's article because of my my infamous co-host and partner over here, Barron Fitzgerald. Um, and they just, we talked about it. They discussed it earlier about the uh, kind of the benefits of converting or considerations that you should take uh, when converting maybe IRAs into Roth IRAs. Barron alluded to it earlier uh, when he talked about you know that ten years that you have. Well, for a Roth IRA, you might want to let that go as much as possible for 10 years because your interest is building tax-free. For your IRAs, you have to be aware of the fact that everything you draw out of that is potentially taxable to you. So, you know, if you're in retirement and you're one of the people that may be passing money on to your beneficiaries and you had planned to use that stretch IRA as an option for the estate planning, legacy planning, uh, you know, 
consider that in your tax consequences and things like that. And now you're losing that benefit. Considering using that Roth IRA as a tool and converting to Roth IRAs as an option is something that you want to uh, take a look at. Baron kind of gave you a good example previously about your, you know, your tax thresholds. Yeah. There's tax brackets. They break at different points. Some tax bracket moves are bigger than others. You know, 10 to 12 percent is not a big move, but 12 to 22 is a pretty big move. So when you're looking at that and you might say, well, there's some, you know, I'm taking out income, I have my distributions, but I have more wiggle room in there. Maybe we want to take out that extra money up until that next tax bracket and call it a conversion and move it over to the Roth and help the beneficiaries out and potentially do some tax planning in there. Yeah. And it's that planning that's key. But as we, the more we talk about this, uh, the more I realize, hey, this isn't something you want to tackle on your own. That's why you need a financial advisor, a financial planner, a fiduciary to help you with this. And, you know, this legislation, the SECURE Act, it seems like it changes a lot about IRAs. Yeah, it potentially could, Tony. Um, there's a lot of movement, moving parts here, a lot of things that we touched on. Some things seem rather small, but could have a big impact on you. Baron just talked about one of the keys being, well, maybe you do take your distributions and use it for life insurance. The life insurance is one of the few things for those of us here in Pennsylvania that are listening that are tax-free from the Pennsylvania side of things, right? The state has uh, inheritance tax. We're still one of the few states left that have that antiquated tax. It's only 4.5%, but that's 4.5% for those lineal kids and parents. But it steps up to 12 and 15% pretty quickly for anybody outside of there. So that's a pretty big impact. Uh, Even Roth IRAs that applies to life insurance is one of the few things that it doesn't. You mentioned the trust. You know, there's different charitable trusts that you can use to get around some of these tools. Um, There's just a lot of things that you can, you know, you need to be aware of. Things change rapidly. This isn't unusual that they'll come up with some law that changes things. Social Security got impacted back in 2015. So it's a good time when these things happen to sit down and revisit your plan. Uh, Talk to your financial professional. Hopefully you have a solid advisor that's got a fiduciary responsibility and some flexibility in their planning. And if you don't, it's a good time to sit down and talk to them because it's hard to keep track of all this stuff on your own. Yeah, it is. Well, you know what, guys? Our time is uh, up. We've ran out of time for today's segment of uh, show. It flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, we just want to thank the listeners once again for tuning in, uh, checking us out. You can look us up and find more information about us online at wellingtonadams.com or give us a call at 855-793-2409. For the listeners tuning in today, or if you checked us out on Spotify or one of the other options there, iTunes or Google Play, if you give us a call this week, we will extend to you the uh, review that we talked about. We'll sit down, talk about the impacts that the SECURE Act has, how it impacts you, any types of tools that you can do to kind of mitigate some of the negative things or take advantage of some of the benefits that are in there. Just give us a call again. That's 855-793-2409. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409. 
or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.